Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. If you had three wishes, mm-hmm. what would it what would it be, Tom? Man, for, I guess my first wish would probably be for like I don't know a couple of points on my credit score. That would be nice. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. I was I want so I was thinking for my first wish. Yeah, sword hand, sword hand. I was thinking about my, something to do with my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe squeegee hands, so I could just wash Ooh. everything while I was using it. Yeah. Second wish, another sword hand. Right. Yeah. And then I don't know what to do with the third one. I mean, sword head, sword dick. Sword dick! One sword one sword leg, but with a spring, so you're mobile. That's pretty cool. Like These are po- all good options. Like a pogo sword. Like the lower half of your body just ends in a pogo sword. Got it. So like you're Baraka up top, and then you're like one of the puppet, <laughs> the puppet master puppets uh, for Baraka the bottom. Baraka up top party in the back yeah party in the bottom <laughs> pogo sword on the bottom hey everybody hello everyone my name is david bell my name is tom ryman and we just watched three thousand years of longing longing yep or the porn version three thousand years of donging that sure am i right yeah i think you might be oh. that there's my third wish Ooh, yeah we got there mm-hmm I like it. Whatever it is, I'm sure it has an interesting story. So, what would you wish for? What is your heart's desire? I do have a question. What does one do with three wishes? You'll see. 3,000 <laughs> years of boning. Yeah. This yours, is, uh, yours, is, yours is better, donging. Schlonging. There Don- it is. Schlonging, schlonging. Or just long longing. Yeah. Or just long thing. 3,000 yeah, years of long, long thing. thing. Yeah. I like schlonging. Yeah, schlonging is pretty... You just, it's just an S. You just add an S. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is George Miller. George it Miller is. made this movie. It is, yeah. This is his, this <laughs> this is is his follow-up to Fury Road. Yeah, this this is like long time coming, mm-hmm. but also felt like it came out of nowhere. Like I feel like I heard about this like three months ago, maybe a little longer. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I believe I remember reading about it in like 2019. Yeah, that uh, makes so sense. yeah, a couple of years. You can you know, there's there people are wearing masks, so they 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 this movie was produced during the pandemic. Um, yep. Yeah, this is Tilda Swinton uh, and Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's mainly it. I mean, there's a lot of supporting cast. Yeah, uh, but it's it's about a a, a writer. Uh, uh, she's, or she's she's not a writer. She's like she's a, she's like fascinated with. Uh, she's a scholar. Yeah, she's yeah she's a an academic. They call yeah. her what a narr- narrativeologist or something. Um, she's, yeah, she 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 basically studies folklore and stories and stuff uh, across cultures and time periods uh and and her whole 
thing is she's uh, uh, her interest lies in the connective threads between the different stories that have been told across different cultures and time periods. Yeah, she's and, and, got that. Yeah. She's got that real uh, Da Vinci Code energy, where like her job do- isn't a thing that exists. <laughs> she's got I'm that. I'm a, re- symbologist. a symbologist. So sure you are. Yeah. Sure you are. Sure, man. Um, <laughs> she also <laughs> she has a version of Robert Langdon hair. Uh, it's, it's not as it's not as extreme, but it is still like it's an unflattering haircut. I, it's more it's more on purpose in this film. Uh, yeah. it, whereas like the yes, Da Vinci Code was just like accidental uh, pro wrestler mullet on Tom Hanks. Yeah, uh, so good. but yeah, yeah the, the, the point is, is she's supposed to be bookish and kind of socially uh, awkward, doesn't really want uh it's not really interested in pursuing relationships with other people she's a solitary person she doesn't need anything Mm -hmm. is a key part about her character because wouldn't you know it she goes out um well first she goes and does a lecture and encounters like an ancient ghost yeah she's well she sees Uh, she sees a ghost at the airport too she does yeah Mm -hmm. which i definitely want to talk about what that means uh so she she uh she at a market finds a bottle mm. that she's gonna bring home. She uh she gives it a little scrubby scrub, and wouldn't you know it, a giant Idris Elba is in there. A yep. gin. A gin. Uh and uh he wants to give her three wishes. And uh, the majority of the movie, not all of it, but I think the majority, take yeah. place in this hotel room yeah. where she's just talking to this gin. Mm-hmm. Um about his previous uh i guess masters yeah it's because her and, uh, uh, you, you know her whether or not it's a make-believe uh a doctorate or or, or field of, of, pro- of professional field that you can get into her whole deal is that she studies all this folklore and she's like well i don't trust you because every single story about genies and gin and folklore is about how they trick you or about how the wishes get monkeys pawed in some fucking way. So she doesn't want to make a wish. Uh. Right. And I think this is a, so this is a big part of this because sorry, I also want to note that when she does her lecture, she talks about superheroes as like the modern myths. And I I think that's important for where the story goes. Oh yeah. Um, Well, yeah. She, she, she mentions that the, these stories sort of outlive their usefulness is she explains that, you know, part of the reason for so much of what we now call mythology was ways to ways people explained the world around them before science was advanced enough to explain the seasons and things like that. So they created gods and mythology and stuff like that. And these stories to explain things. And now these stories, we still tell them, but they've outlived their utility. So they're just sort of, they be and then that's when they show like the slides of superheroes that's kind of what they become is the connection she's making yeah uh and yeah so he goes through these stories these really elaborate gorgeous fucking stories mm. about these uh previous people who found like how he got trapped originally and then um all these people meeting like this this their demise or some d- misfortune uh you know finding this gin and um like uh, it's very it's almost vampiric where it's like him talking about you know eons not eons but you know what i mean thousands uh, of like years, hundreds yeah. of years thousands yep. of years these large spans of time and him observing people over the span of time uh at one point he's sort of trapped in a in a in between worlds where he just can't be seen and he has to follow this this one young boy these two brothers uh as they get older and older trying to get him to free him uh there's there's 
a bunch it's a it's like a bunch of little short stories yeah it's uh, all, and, all it's it's almost an anthology film almost yeah not, almost not really and the credits they like they credit them in anthology yeah. sections mm-hmm. yeah uh and then and then finally hitting the third act she she decides her first wish which is for him to love her uh and them to basically be together mm-hmm. she and, wants uh, she wants to experience she the the, the 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 title sort of comes back around she wants to experience right. like the longing and the passion that he had for connection because it's a feeling she doesn't have yes um because she talks about how th- that's why she likes stories she likes stories because they give her the emotions that she lacks sort of like she's not uh she had one relationship that didn't really work out and the guy mm-hmm. said you're not very good at reading emotions uh, so she's clearly like she's kind of an alien. She's a kind bit, of a yeah. Tilda Swinton type. Yeah, she's uh, she's a real Tilda Swinton character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and of course, obviously, spoilers. Uh, and so she brings him back to London. Uh, and a very neat idea happens, in my opinion, is that he can hear every transmission, everything that's going on, because he is. This is his first time in like our modern world. Uh, as he points out, he's only been gone for like 200 years and that uh, so much has happened in that time, Mm -hmm. uh, which is always wild to think about. And so he starts to get sick and, and the idea is, I believe the modern world is killing him. Yeah. He can't exist here. Yeah. He can't exist here, which is, again, is very much uh, the, the entire movie about this idea of these stories that have outlived uh, their their usefulness mm-hmm. and so uh she wishes that he can go back to wherever he came from and then um you know he leaves he gets better and then he visits her every now and then as long as he can stand and that's the and that's the movie that's the end yeah it's it's a it's a surprisingly uh small movie in the in the, well no right. it's really not but like it, you know it, what it, i mean where yeah, it's like it feels small but it, it you know it, because most of the movie is just the two of them talking in this hotel room right. in turkey um uh, but the, we get the his different stories uh are these like we said these gorgeous flashbacks where he basically tells three little vignettes uh, about his previous life uh, and the visuals are just uh, everything you'd expect from a George Miller movie, you know? The like, visuals are absolutely they're beautiful. so good. Yeah, it's it's such a pretty movie and I don't think it's super it I feel like it seems more dense than it might actually be. I think it's pretty I feel like it was a pretty straightforward movie about the purpose of stories and storytelling and the idea of of that's how we're all connected across thousands of years and hundreds of thousands of years are, are the, the stories that we all tell and the purpose for them is to find meaningful connection with other people. That's ultimately, I think what the title is about and the whole idea of, of wishes. And like, he keeps saying it can't be flippant wishes because of the, of the specific, uh, I guess curse that was placed on him. It can't just be like because Tilda Swinton tries this. She's like, "Oh, I wish I, I wish for a sip of this tea." And he's like, "It doesn't work like that. It has to be like your heart's desire." Yeah, because I was entrapped because of my heart's desire. Yeah, essentially. And, yeah, and three thousand years of longing, like three thousand years of people telling stories. And yeah, and, uh, and longing bas- for connection. Uh, yeah, all of the wishes can ultimately be boiled down searching for connection, basically. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's what it's about, and it's like a surprisingly uh, like sweet movie. It's uh, it's it's like a yeah, romance, let's... and it's also really it's it's pensive and bittersweet, but it's not. I wouldn't call it sad. It's it's. It's, it's not at all sad. It's yeah. like quietly profound, I think. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I was going to ask, how did you like this film, Tom? I, li- I liked it. I liked it. I really liked this yeah. movie. I really, really liked it. Uh, I, I'm i surprised. Like, it, it's not getting bad reviews, but like, it's even even like okay reviews. I'm like, come on. It's yeah. better than that. <laughs> it's really good. It is. I yeah. really, really enjoyed this movie. I think it's it's very unconventional because again, I I, I think a lot of the movie is fucking just people talking. Mm-hmm. And I, I I do part of me is like part of me the cynical part of me is like, ah, oh, the today's today's kids, the superhero crowd, they're not gonna go for this sort of thing. I I don't think that's actually true. I don't um, think so. No, because this movie is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's told really well, and it it kept my interest the entire time. Yeah, like it's not hard to pay attention to. It's beautiful. It it it's telling, like you said, a, a relatively simple story. Yeah. Uh, in this very grand, it, yeah, and it, gorgeous way. It even starts out uh, with Tilda Swinton's character narration saying, "This is my story. This is what actually happened to me." But I know it's going to be hard to believe. So in order to make it more believable, I'll tell it as a fairy tale. And that's kind of what all the, what the whole movie is and kind of what the little vignettes are as well. It's sort of like, um, like a fairy tale, like the, the Arabian nights. Uh, it's sort of like, I forget the word for it, but it's, they're simple like life lessons or these simple ideas about life and existence that are just told through these fantastical stories and so it's it's not that complicated it's just really uh broadly imaginative and and like you said really unconventional um so it's you know it's a weird comparison what's that is uh fucking princess bride uh where it's someone telling a story that's also uh, that's showing their connection as well to the person they're telling the story to ultimately yeah uh and it also is a, like a celebration of storytelling in that when he first starts telling her these stories, she's she obviously she's a scholar of storytelling. So she's into it. But there's this like there is a hook moment. Like there's a moment where he's telling the story and you realize like you you want it. Like when the first time they cut back, much like the Princess Bride, there's these moments where you're like, well, don't stop telling the story now. Mm-hmm. And you realize like because at no point does the movie t- prepare you for the fact that a lo- like a huge chunk of the movie is just storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's just this gin telling stories. And, w- and then you find yourself falling into their, his stories and you're like, Oh, I could sit here and listen to this forever. Yeah. Uh, the, the adventures of Idris Elba. Absolutely. Yeah. Across hundreds of years, thousands yeah. of years for the first one. Like he gets after he, he initially gets trapped in a bottle by Solomon, like from, I think, from the bible yeah uh, and dropped in the ocean and is there for like two thousand years yeah so like right off the bat he gets locked in a bottle for a shitload of time he two, doesn't have a two thirds time. of the title's time dave he's trapped yeah, you're in right. the ocean <laughs> yeah two of those three thousand years yeah. is just ocean darkness yeah. oh man that sucks yeah yeah it that's the thing it's it's again it's it's uh after a while it's such an epic tale uh, that you just want to you want to fucking 
uh, you want to hear it all. And that's the thing about this movie is this movie must have a budget, right? I think 60 million is what I saw. That's it. Wow. Mm-hmm. They ah, oh, George Miller, you're so good. He <laughs> made that she made that shit stretch. He really does. Watching yeah. this, it, 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 I guess what it, what made this movie so special to me, and I'm sure you you picked up on this, is this has that stink of they don't make movies like this anymore. Like this is a this is a very very elaborate uh production to tell a love story. Mhm. A very simple love story. Yeah, uh, and that's it's and, that and alone a, and was a, really and nice a to see broader, uh, broader theme about what love is and like how everybody's sort of even if it's not like specifically romantic love that you're searching for, everybody's sort of searching for a version of it. Right. So, what are the stories? The first one is his own love story, where right? He gets, where he's in he love. He's in love with Sheba. Um, and then Solomon shows up and that's, we get a, a neat idea here where like Tilda Swinton pushes back. She's like, well, no, in, in the Bible and all these other religious texts, Sheba goes looking for Solomon and he's like, he says, madam, I was there. Uh, yeah. Solomon came to her. So that like, right I don't off know about these texts, all I know is that this is yeah. what happened. So like right off the bat, we get this idea. Uh, they put the idea in our heads about the sort of the different perspectives of stories and storytelling and how like your understanding of an event is entirely based on how somebody decided to tell it and then your right. c- your connection to it and how you interpret it and i don't know if it's i haven't had an, enough time to 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 sort of ponder that idea anymore i think that might be all it that it that the only significance of that but i just thought that was interesting that right off the bat yes it is if we get this idea of well no it's <laughs> that maybe yeah. the verse that you heard but that's not what i'm about to tell you um, and Solomon woos her yeah. by just having a jam, dude. That doing the fucking Dick Van Dyke one man band thing, but like way cooler so with like Green yeah, Knight magic. Like, <laughs> right? It was like it was like that's exactly what it was. It was like it was like lightly demonic magic. Yeah, like <laughs> where you're slightly like, I'm alarming. Not sure, this is on the level. <laughs> You'd be a little afraid if you saw. This. Yeah, he's playing this fucking. Um, I don't know what instrument. I guess that's the point. It's, 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 it's like uh, a lute slash sitar at first, yeah, and then at it like it, then it keeps and it like re- growing breaks, these. Yeah, yeah. He like repairs the string. Yeah, and then it, yeah, it starts growing like more strings, and then it has percussion more parts built in. to it. Yeah, it's like something that like a professor at Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry. Yeah. Harry it's Potter. Some, world. It's some Hogwarts horseshit for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that and and then he he keeps doing the impossible for this uh for this woman right, so they end up yeah magic banging and then like while banging <laughs> like it's it's man what a what a visual what a, what a yeah what yeah. a terrible thing to happen to poor idris elba he gets trapped in a bottle while they're banging he just like low-key traps him right <laughs> like, like while the idea is idris was in love with because i don't think the gin ever gets a name um mm-hmm. that's right he doesn't because when she leaves her banker's box in the basement form at the end there's no name on the tag that's right we'll yeah. get to that um uh, he is in love with sheba and they're like cousins so she's like part gin so she's like uh, they're ever there's there's like uh, 
a heightened reality surrealness to every story. So there's this is a magic universe in which this right. story takes place. At the very least, yeah, there's other magical beings. Yes, yeah. At the very least, the universe of the stories that Idris tells about his past those clearly take place in a magical universe where there's other yeah. magical beings. So Solomon has like magic out the ass. Um, uh, and he's in love uh, with, with Sheba, but she really goes for Solomon because he does all the impossible tasks that she gives him. So when his, his desire in return was like, Oh, I want to, to be with you. So like they're together. And like you said, they're boning on this really awesome bed. But uh, Idris is heartbroken, and he lets out this this heartbreak, uh, heartbreaking cry, which is the where the idea of like your heart's desire comes from. And Solomon hears that, and he's like, "Fuck that!" So yeah, he's like, "Yeah, traps- this while we're boning." <laughs> <Huh? laughs> he he traps like mid thrust. Yeah. <laughs> conjures a bottle traps Idris in it has a hawk take it out to the ocean <laughs> one of his hawks one of his fucking hawks one of his literal wingmen oh man uh yeah. so yeah it's a it's, yeah so that's the idea of his entrapment and the whole needing to grant three wishes it's all about uh, y- your passion and your desire and it, it not being fulfilled and your yearning your your, the 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 longing you know from the title of of fulfilling whatever it is that's like you know in your in your secret heart as as the phrase goes yeah um so yeah that's that's the first story (laughs) yeah the second story is um the two brothers no it's the young woman right no she's the last one uh safira or sef Sef oh yeah the genius the inventor she's the last story no 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 the first young woman oh you're uh, right that's right yeah, there's actually she, four stories you're there's right there's four stories because the it gets it, basically the thing turns into a, a rock after a while yeah gets put into a uh fucking wall and a woman climbing in the wall knocks it out finds it um and that's how it gets put in the tile as well is uh it's it's a young woman who's in love with a prince uh right she's one of the concubines her, yeah she hides the the bottle under a tile in this like in this bathroom in, in like a subterranean like, part of the palace yeah yeah and she uh uh he falls in love with her as uh he wishes but then there's like clearly a power struggle where they're gonna kill this prince uh and she wishes to get to a super prego and he's like no you really don't want to get pregnant with this guy's kid you really don't but she does anyway and it's a story of basically her wishes destroying her mm-hmm. and then um they kill the prince they come to kill her and he's like for the love of god wish one more wish and she doesn't she runs off they huck her they aladdin her they, they aladdin sure do. her they straight throw to the her ocean. in the goddamn ocean yeah except unlike aladdin this goes the way it normally would which is that she drowns yeah uh, and he then tries he, he, becomes, he does he does dive into the, he doesn't turn into a submarine he tries he, he yeah. does dive into the ocean to try to save her and right. this is unrelated to the gin in case that wasn't clear like she just she happened to wish herself into the middle of a whole ass game of thrones situation where like yeah. she's in love with the prince but like the, the king suspects the prince is trying to overthrow him so he has the prince executed and then by extension she gets executed yeah uh and that's when he he's kind of just wandering the earth because he doesn't have well, he's, he's trapped the, the, in she the, didn't make her third wish yeah so he's trapped in a bottle beneath this tile in the palace so he's he's kind of limited to the palace but he is wandering around the palace in spirit form for like the next hundred years 
Yep. And he keeps trying to get this one that he finds one prince that can fucking sort of see him yeah. or can like follow him. And he keeps trying to get him to this tile. And then it tells an entire story of this prince, like growing up, getting completely uh, fucked by war. Like, like, yeah, he becomes like a psychopath uh, after he goes to yeah. war. Yeah. And how like nothing will appease him afterwards. But this one old man who tells stories for him. And then the old man dies, and ultimately the prince is too weak to even get into the room that the gin bottle is in. He, and it's like he, this he drinks tragic story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this very frustrating story for the gin. Like the gin, it's a really I, I love how they tell it because the gin does seem he seems relatively like concerned for the humans, but obviously more concerned for like I need to get out of this fucking bottle. Like, for the love of God, someone get me out of this bottle. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, that's, uh, it's yeah. So she, Tilda Swinton at one point asks him, well, weren't you worried? Because he's finally able to get the prince, who I think is named Murad, able to get his violent ass attention one night when he's drunk as hell after he's grown up and done all sorts of violence. Uh, and Tilda Swinton asks him, he's like, aren't you, weren't you concerned about the kind of wishes a man like him would make? And he's like, no, yeah. <laughs> not, if, not if it meant no, me getting free. Right, and as a jinn, why would he? He's yeah. seen thousands of years pass. He's yeah. seen people come and go. To him, it's like I don't give a fuck, man. Like sort of, he, but he <laughs> like it, it, humans come and go. I, I like again. You're no, no. What you're getting at, which is he's compassionate. He is not mm -hmm. a sociopath. Yeah, but he's also like kind of understands the scale of humanity and right. that violence is going to happen. You yeah. know, and he's been alone for so long that he's just so desperate for this connection. Where he's like, well, I could, yeah. I could get it with this maniac. So. <laughs> right. The the B plot of this one story is that the prince's brother uh was being prepped for be for making an heir to the throne. Uh and so he's just kept in a fuck room. Yeah, he's kept in a in a sable fuck room, his fuck chamber. Yeah. And his his uh particular tastes are large women. Yes. So it's him and a lot of large women in this fuck room. Uh and is there nudity? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh and uh what that plays into is like the his his favorite lady who then takes the throne who like gets no, he, control of the throne. He the the brother is kind of simple. He becomes a sultan. He right? becomes sultan, and he just appoints all of his uh, favorite concubines as different positions. And she's like yeah, one he of the sources it. Yeah, she's like one of the governors or something, and she wanders into the spot where the bottle is hidden and slips on the stone and because she's large it actually dislodges the stone so there's like this yeah there's this idea of fate woven through the story too right and of course when she gets the genie in this case he's just so panicked that he just freaks her out yeah she thinks he's a demon <laughs> she, so she's like i wish yeah. she, she wishes him back into a bottle in the sea yeah <laughs> and so like Wah, wah. Yep. <laughs> like yeah and then that's when the next lady um finds it right yes this is when the the third story well the fourth story actually which is this uh woman named uh, safira or so, I, f I forget uh, uh but she's this genius but she's sort of trapped within the limitations of the time period where she's married to this she's like his third wife and the other two wives don't really like her and he keeps her locked in this tower but gives her this bottle that he finds at the market as a gift and it turns out to be the genie's bottle and uh when she meets the djinn she her first wish is for all of the knowledge like all of the yeah. world's knowledge 
because uh, she just wants to know more. She wants to. Um, she's ar- she's already smart. Like when the genie first comes out, like she's showing him all of this these things that she's invented, like this basically uh, uh, an early film projector, like uh, a Da Vinci little helicopter thing that she's made. She just wants to know things, and and it, it would be free of that particular trap. Uh, so they end up falling in love. Um, and yep. she, for, he it's, he's fucks up this time. He fucks up this basically, time. Yeah. Basically, she's trying to like map the universe and do all this stuff. And she's really obsessed with, you know, being wicked smart. And he falls in love with her. And he I know he prevents her second her her third wish. He keeps preventing her third wish because he doesn't want to leave. That's what happens. Yeah, that's because right. he doesn't want to leave, which I was thinking like, oh, can he just hang out afterwards? I don't know how that works. You know, like it's like uh, it's like when you're hanging out with someone when they're at work and then they get off of work and you can still hang out. But mm-hmm. I don't know how the work rules work. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, and then she gets so mad at this. He decides to put himself into a bottle, which is the bottle still Swinton gets um to basically stay with her like it's a he he it's his version of being like okay i'll get in this bottle let's all cool down you know like it's like, like i it's, think it's, that's it's, him de-escalating it's, like yeah it's sort of it's sort of a version of him giving her a key to the apartment i think it's like yes it's to give her yes. to to make a concession so that she has she feels that she has more agency like he doesn't yes it's he says like i wanted her to feel like I did this so that she could feel like she had power over the situation because all exactly. I wanted to do was just stay there. But as she, he's going into the bottle, she blurts out, I wish I never, rem- I never knew you yep. or something of yep. that sort. Wish I never so met her you. Memory, yep. So her memory erases as he's in the bottle. So he's just in that fucking bottle again, <laughs> like an asshole, uh, until Tilda Swinton gets him. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then she, uh, they have the relationship and, um, like we said, he he starts dying because of the world. She, I guess, frees him. She tells him to go wherever he come. He, Jins go. Yeah, she's. Which her, I'm not sure where that is. He says he says it's like a realm. Like there's a Jin realm. Oh right, they all hang out. There's yeah. like a, there's like a spirit Tell stories. Yeah, there's like a spirit world. So she says she. I forget the exact way she phrases it. She frees him. She frees yeah. him. Basically, yeah. she says if you need to, I want you to go wherever it is that Jin go if you need to. So she yeah. doesn't, she puts like a condition on it. So it gives him a uh, choice in the matter. Yeah. Because she wished for him to love him or love her. And she realizes, obviously that uh, this is not Aladdin where apparently that you can make that wish. And she, uh, and she realizes way too late. Like that's not love, obviously. Yeah. Now, obviously I've, that's not love. Right. She realizes that she has trapped him like yeah. with that wish. And he's, yeah. And so that that's the story now i'm i'm curious about like i think you're right it's a it's a fairly straightforward in terms of like what it all means Mm -hmm. but there's some little there's some little loose ends for example i think i mentioned before she meets the djinn she has two visions or she sees two supernatural entities yeah um this little guy who tries to get her bags yeah and then vanishes and then when she's giving her lecture she faints because this like old-timey king yeah, like, it's, just it's a freak, gobbles her up. It's a freaky deaky priest. He's actually he's we see him. We do see him in the yeah. uh, in the first story, the Sheba story. Right. So what does that mean? I think that's because remember he said he have to like call out to people and sort of get them, compel them to come to his bottle. I think that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, it's him 
trying to get leading her, her to yeah and we get we get sort of because it also brings in this idea that like it was faded right because she's seeing yes. things that she's yet to learn about right and sh- we see her do similar things that sheba did like there's the repeated swallow after a certain point yeah which is like the the uh, we're we're shown like it's like it's you know it's almost a cartoonish gulp but it's how we're shown that sheba's actually into solomon rather than right. the djinn. And we see Tilda do the same thing at a certain point in the Jin storytelling, which is like, oh, she's she's in love with him. Right. Um, well, he's Idris Elba. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a really good storytelling so device because it's, it's a cue that the audience can instantly go, right. oh, okay, I know what's happening. Right, and yep. it's, it's also, there's a thread of, of how, you know, Sheba had gin blood and so did the, the prince, Murad, I think was his name. Anyway, the 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 prince of the two brothers uh also had gin blood. So I think there's an implication that that Tilda has it as well. Like it's the same. Yeah. So there's like this it's the the sort of destiny they were gonna end up together uh in this final version of the story, which is basically she still has that third wish, if I'm not mistaken, but she's not using it. Right. Well, she could wish away her damn asthma, but yeah, yeah. she's not gonna. Um, yeah, th- th- that's another little detail. The asthma, her neighbors. There's all these little things sprinkled without. The neighbors, to me, felt like it was showing that what he's sort of saying that is a chaotic world. Like, that he's a simple story in a chaotic world. That idea that this is really about storytelling mm-hmm. and about how we're so hyper-connected now and that, like, you know, yeah. th- like it's she's it's she's got two old racist neighbors um and at first she like kind of quarrels with them in the garden um right but then she uh goes over there and offers them some of this uh special kind of fucking awesome ass food that the gin yeah, gave her delicious um so i think it's that idea it's the connectedness and she introduces the gin yes yeah so she's sharing this with them uh and it's you know it's i think that's it's just another idea uh related to the theme of of connection and that's that's what the the wishes uh all are ultimately about yeah is yeah. you know finding I mean, finding meaningful connection with other people you're doing a great job at interpreting these scenes because i feel like this is like we said this is a fairly straightforward movie but we mm-hmm. we just fucking watched it mm-hmm. so i feel like there's going to be more to chew on here oh yeah there for sure there's uh, in, invariably like after we post the episode uh I, oh I'll, yeah there's I'll always, always shit. think it's like oh fuck there it is like yeah right uh but it's that all like that's the thing is there's a bunch of little things like that there's going into her childhood a little bit mm-hmm. uh but it all none of it feels random and it all feels to serve this larger story well the the stuff in her um, childhood she tells a story about how she basically had an imaginary friend that she wrote this elaborate and that's who he represents and that's the space that the djinn comes to fill and yeah that's that's how we're kind of told that that's ultimately all she ever wanted was some like a confidant, somebody to that that connection, somebody to love, somebody to confide in. Right, and she's um, like reluctant to admit it at first. Yes, yeah, because she uh, says she burned it all and, and saw, thought it was silly, and that she was silly for uh, th- inventing this character that she had. Right, but obviously it's the one heart's desire, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's again, uh, it's it's kind of her wanting. Uh, that's the thing is she does she gets what she wish she gets what she wishes for in a way that you could argue the djinn like you could argue the djinn would knew he was going to be sick or faked it because that's part of what she wishes for she wishes for because the whole idea is 
before she meets the djinn, she's content, as we said. She mm-hmm. doesn't want anything. And obviously that's not completely true, but she's convinced herself it's true. And she's not completely wrong at that point. But what she wishes for is basically longing. She's wishing for that feeling mm-hmm. and to ache over someone. And so part of that is the need for that thing to not be around. Right. And that's what happens is uh, he disappears. He has to go away and come back every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also visually this idea. I don't know if you agree with this or not, is that her world felt like it got more magical looking as the movie get, came went on. And her in the park, the park feels like it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's yes. Yeah. Yeah. The park so, like, was part completely of me is surreal. Like, the park looked like something from Babe Pig in the City. Yeah. So the other interpretation is this is a movie about a woman who dies of a brain tumor. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just, uh, I don't know. I don't know that obviously that's not the point, but like it, it definitely gets her world gets a little more magical as it goes on. Um, yeah. I want to watch it again for that reason to yeah. see how it's like lit and shot, you know? Mm hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, my I th- favorite. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I feel like what you were going to say had more to do with what we were just talking about. I was going to change the subject. Oh, I think the other characters show up. Like, I'm pretty sure the air. I'm pretty sure one of the people that stops in the airport was Solomon. Um, oh, or the I, I I think like I. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yes, the people where she goes through the um fucking thing and she has the salt shaker mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I think it might. So. There's definitely, I'm looking at the credits, and there's definitely um, people playing, like, blank slash blank. Yeah, multiple um, characters. Like, I th- yeah. I, there's there's a little bit of that going on, so, like, the magic bleeding into the real world. Um, and I think that's just her letting these connections in. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes like sense. Like, it's it's telling that the last scene, it looks like this magical park where it's, it's they're walking along this this path toward the horizon you know having a, a nice moment together but they're surrounded by people who are also having their own moments and like they uh, these kids kick a soccer ball that idris intercepts and does this cool like fucking bullseye trick <laughs> kicking it back to them <laughs> yeah um so they like they like stop like they're st- they're having their own moment but they stop and and you know briefly share this moment with these other people so i think that's all related to her s- starting to allow these connections to be formed with the yeah, rest of people. Yeah, you're right. Because it's sort of about, it's about storytelling and the idea of being obsessed with storytelling, which you could argue is like film, you know, yeah. in mm-hmm. the modern age. Yeah. Um, or like they briefly talk about people on their phones, but not in like a condescending way. It more in like, isn't this kind of cool that we have these? Uh, but it's... Um, it's almost like embracing it's embracing the world and embracing modern storytelling and not being and not being like bitter about it. Yeah, it's um, interestingly what the the thing you said about the smartphones what if I remember it correctly what the line actually is it's in the opening part of narration Tilda Swinton is talking about we live in an age where people fly on metal wings and she says or we each have a little square piece of glass in our pocket that can and what she specifically says about it is that it can conjure love songs out of the air right yeah that is a really interesting way to put it yeah and yeah i I think that's the idea is like because again there's a sad like it's there's some sadness this world is killing him Mm -hmm. he can't handle this world and this world is full of noise and and kind of also hate it's yeah Um, but there's 
that idea of retreating into stories to get away from that world, which mm-hmm. is like, I think what Tilda Swinton initially does with her life, right? Is she mm-hmm. doesn't want people. She doesn't like the world. Um, she doesn't like her neighbors. Uh, she doesn't, she just yells at them as opposed to trying to convince them otherwise, which of course, that's a whole different conversation about what your responsibility is to fucking bigots around you. But sure. In this case, yeah. In this case, what the, the, the movie is showing is that like becoming, be, she wants to become part of a story and to become part of a story, you have to interact with the world around you essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, as opposed to just listening to stories. Right. Right. And then the genie uh, is, he sort of, he ends up in a, in a place where he can come and go like he can, he can come back when like he needs her and, and like when she needs him. Um, but the idea that he can't exist in the, in the modern world is, is, you know, what we were talking about at the beginning and what they talk about in the beginning of the movie where it's that he's a, a story that has outlived his usefulness. Um, yeah. that's the idea of it anyway. So he can't like exist for prolonged periods of time, but he's still there to access his, his wisdom and that connection to that, you know, 3000 year old world that he comes from, uh, whenever you want, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good movie. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't, one thing I feel like we've completely left out, uh, and I know why we haven't, cause it's hard to really talk about is how fucking gorgeous this movie is and how well made it is. It it's is. George Miller. Yeah. So like the part where like that guy turns into a demon yeah. and you're just like, fuck, what the fuck? Uh, the part where he first arrives in her hotel room, probably my favorite scene because it it's not having a, a gin come out of a bottle they in this not a fun experience no it's it's pretty <laughs> like wild yeah yeah they make it feel shocking and it's it's shocking to see and he's giant at first he barely fits in the in the hotel room and his voice is otherworldly and he's like slowly like sucking the energy from different objects in the room to gain knowledge mm-hmm. uh and slowly <laughs> like figure out the world around him like, and he like, doesn't speak your language like at apocalypse first. dave yeah he's like apocalypse <laughs> but like good <laughs> and like yeah. he uh oh fuck i'm gonna watch that movie um and like there's just like there's there's such a presence where it's like having a fucking dinosaur in the room where she's terrified at first and he is a terrifying presence and there's all these noises coming from him and like whispers and it's just like oh fuck that is so well done george miller you're so good at this because there's a version of this that like a a, another director looking at this script or this story wouldn't think to do that you know Mm -hmm. and it's like that's so fucking good uh it's the sort of thing that like i feel like a lot of modern movies like i've said this i i feel like i haven't said this enough actually about cgi cgi is never the problem it's how it's presented you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like so when you when a giant man (laughs) a giant gin goes into a room that's a big deal and not enough movies would or directors would shoot that in a way that it's a big deal right does that make sense i I think i see what you're saying where it's 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 jarring and mm-hmm. it's and it's big and it freaks you out, you know. And it's George Miller's so good at that. And of course, there's a lot of practical effects in this as well. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it is just like trick photography. Yeah. At least, at least I noticed a couple of shots. Are like, oh, I think this is just like forced perspective, you know? Yeah, I believe so. Um, 
but, but it's just George Miller is so good at presenting the spectacle of a situation and uh, and knowing that it's a spectacle. Yeah. Uh, which is something that we don't get enough of, I, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to big ideas. Yeah, and in a way to convey them, like he's this the 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 huge idea of a jinn being real, and now he's here is like you know it's the idea of having him be like physically too big for the hotel room, and then it yeah you you go from there, and she has to like rattle through different languages before they land on I think ancient Greek, which he understands, so they yeah. start talking in Greek for a minute, and stuff like whenever his powers, like whenever he gets mad or he like. Like when he's first, when she's first dealing with him, he's not, he's not violent, but he like can't, like he has these involuntary reactions. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like they, they hurt, like he smashes the bottle and her, her face gets cut. Like it's stuff like that where it's like, mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to show what this actually would be like in the situation. Um, which like, like cut to Jar Jar Binks stuck in an engine flying around like Bugs Bunny. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like, that's the difference between good CGI and bad. It's not how realistic the CGI looks. It's the being aware of like, how does this affect the world around it? Mm. How do we, how do we make this seem like it's real as opposed to, eh, it's made in a computer. We can do whatever we want. And it's like, oh, that's a bad, yeah, that's, that's a bad way of doing yeah, it. It's maybe not. You still probably know what you want it to look like before you just dive yeah. in there. <laughs> and to respect what it is, what it's supposed to be in mm-hmm. the scene. Yeah. So like, what, like that's what I mean is like the Jin. even when he's CG, you really feel his presence in the room. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I really like this movie. Yeah, man. It's, it's pretty sweet. Uh, everybody should definitely watch it. Um, it's, yeah quite an experience on a big screen even though like we said a lot of it is in this hotel room but also a lot of it is these flashback uh super elaborate uh surreal fantasy landscapes of of uh, idris's stories um yeah it's worth seeing in theaters if you Mm -hmm. i don't know have access to marijuana if you've heard of that oh sure uh, yeah take some some mushrooms yeah, it, it is definitely a movie for that. The I man, I didn't want to my AMC experience, they were like begging me to not want to see this movie. They it took them like 20 minutes of dark in a dark theater to get it running, then it was out of focus for the first 10 minutes. Oh, it was awful. I was wondering what took you so long. <laughs> the guy next to me answered his phone during the movie and just said hello i'm in a movie theater bro what's up it was like what is happening am i (laughs) did i die it was one of those like all right when i went to concessions they kept calling the line next to me while i sat there for 10 minutes and i just left like it was that where i was like what the am i being punked by this movie theater (laughs) it was one of the worst amc experiences i've had the gin was trying to get you to make a wish yeah the movies are back but also our yeah. shitty the, movie experience like, yeah it's it's the movies are back but also oh the movies are back right being in a movie theater isn't always fun yeah but i again once the movie started i was like i didn't give a fuck i was so into the movie so yeah uh it's it's interesting how this movie made my shitty theater experience delightful uh it's the stories like it, dave it's the storytelling it's the storytelling it's, it's that connection bro yeah <laughs> I'm in a movie theater, heartbreak, heartbreak feels good in a place like this yeah it does you know? gigantic idris elba feels good in a place Fuck. like this <laughs> is this just that amc intro in a movie form i guess yeah kind of <laughs> it's not not that 
it's no, not it's not not it's, that. it's not not Tyrion's speech at the end of game of thrones oh shit yes. um <laughs> it's the storytellers mm-hmm. let us all give ourselves a big pat on the back indeed we deserve it yeah uh I don't have anything else to say other than no, just, do just fucking well, on that note, crowing about this movie for another hour. It, there's a way to tell, um, do a movie about storytelling without making people roll their eyes. And I would argue this is it. Yeah. I didn't once catch on to how like, uh, we're jerking ourselves off. Right. Cause it's le- about stories. Cause it's less about the, it's not about the importance of the storyteller. It's about the importance of the story. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the story, it never, it never once talks about film. Mm. It's about, just stories yeah yeah uh cool radical yeah radical in fact yeah radical thanks everybody yeah thanks for listening uh Um, i think you got some stuff to tell them dave yeah i was i was i'm gonna i'm gonna listen we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed for just five (laughs) dollars a month you get you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like tom and jeff watch batman Mm. fox Mulder is a maniac Mm. star trek the next futurama and Mm. spiel boys those are all for five dollars a month for uh, a little more you can watch movies with us every friday night we also do custom we just watched episodes custom podcasts in general there's a bunch of tiers on there so go check it out today indeed do that all right i'm going to tell you the story of our store uh get over to gameplayemployed.com where you find a link to our teespring store we have all, we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs stickers posters all sorts of things that you can uh slap on your wall and stuff and, and have a gigantic gin uh uh sort of yeah shuffle it apart with his butt skin because uh, he can't control his size <laughs> and he just came out of the bottle um right. so check that out yeah, Idris Elba's his balls were as big as a person at one point. They must have movie. been, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. They must have been. Mm, that is pretty sweet. Stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the magic that's, of storytelling, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Through the through the magic of storytelling, Idris Elba's balls could be as big or as small as you'd like. Mm-hmm. They could be they could be little feline sized balls and cats. Yeah, they could. Or they could be big, big building uh, size gigantic, balls. Gigantic uh, building size balls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I think that's a good thought to leave on. 